Hello, we're up to Leviticus 19. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and tell them, You shall be holy, for I, Yahweh your God, am holy. Each one of you shall respect his mother and his father. You shall keep my Sabbaths. I am Yahweh your God. Don't turn to idols nor make molten gods for yourselves. I am Yahweh your God. When you offer a sacrifice of peace offerings to Yahweh, you shall offer it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it, and on the next day. If anything remains until the third day, it shall be burned with fire. If it is eaten at all on the third day, it is an abomination. It will not be accepted. But everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity, because he has profaned the holy thing of Yahweh, and that soul shall be cut off from his people. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, neither shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not glean your vineyard, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the foreigner. I am Yahweh your God. You shall not steal. You shall not lie. You shall not deceive one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely and profane the name of God. I am Yahweh. You shall not oppress your neighbor nor rob him. The wages of a hired servant shall not remain with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God, I am Yahweh. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor show favoritism to the great, but you shall judge your neighbor in righteousness. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. You shall not endanger the life of your neighbor, I am Yahweh. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself, I am Yahweh. You shall keep my statutes. You shall not crossbreed different kinds of animals. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed. Don't wear a garment made of two kinds of material. If a man lies carnally with a woman who is a slave girl, pledged to be married to another man and not ransomed or given her freedom, they shall be punished. They shall not be put to death because she was not free. He shall bring his trespass offering to Yahweh to the door of the tent of meeting, even a ram for the trespass offering. The priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering before Yahweh for his sin which he has committed, and the sin which he has committed shall be forgiven him. When you come into the land and have planted all kinds of trees for food, then you shall count their fruit as forbidden. For three years it shall be forbidden to you, it shall not be eaten. But in the fourth year all its fruit shall be holy for giving praise to Yahweh. In the fifth year you shall eat its fruit, that it may yield its increase to you. I am Yahweh your God. You shall not eat any meat with the blood still in it. You shall not use enchantments, nor practice sorcery. You shall not cut the hair on the sides of your head or clip off the edge of your beard. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am Yahweh. Don't profane your daughter, 
to make her a prostitute, lest the land fall to prostitution and the land become full of wickedness. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am Yahweh. Don't turn to those who are mediums, nor to the wizards. Don't seek them out and be defiled by them. I am Yahweh your God. You shall rise up before the grey head and honour the face of the elderly, and you shall fear your God. I am Yahweh. If a stranger lives as a foreigner with you in the land, you shall not do him wrong. The stranger who lives as a foreigner with you shall be to you as the native born among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you lived as foreigners in the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh your God. You shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, in measures of length, of weight, or quantity. You shall have just balances, just weights, a just ephah, and a just hin. I am Yahweh your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You shall observe all my statutes and all my ordinances and do them. I am Yahweh. Well, chapter 19 has in the very first verse the key statement of the whole book. If you ask Bible experts, you would say, what's the main theme of Leviticus, the whole book, usually they're going to say this one thing, be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Well, that's found right here in Leviticus 19. Other people would say the summary of the whole book is, you know, the, the atoning, the atonement. That, so these are all some of the themes, holiness, atonement, redemption. But you can see all of those themes have to do with being right before God, and, and how we get right before God. So we've got that, that statement right there in Leviticus, be Leviticus 19, be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Then it goes on to give all these things that they these people should not do. And um, some of them are interesting commands and some of them are ones that we understand. Modern society, like I'm talking about 21st century, the, the, the days in which we live, we think, not we, but a lot of people think that you can be moral without God. But without God, there's no reason to be moral. So there, there are certainly people who can, who can do the right thing because they think the right thing is worth doing on its own. So for example, there are people who would say, oh, killing is wrong. But if you ask them, why is it wrong? <laughs> well, they, they don't have an answer. They might say something like, well, you know, human society has evolved and we've learned that that's not right. Yeah, well, that's in their mind an, an answer, but it's not a good answer because it still doesn't answer why. Why is something wrong? Well, here in Leviticus 19, we get the answer to why things are right and why things are wrong. We're told that we are to be holy because the Lord is holy. It's the Lord God who is a certain way. He's good. He's holy. He doesn't do certain things, and therefore we don't do them either because we are going to be like him. We're striving to be like the Lord, holy as he is holy. But if you remove God completely from the equation, and you're left with a sense that some things are good and some things are not good, but you can't say why. And... Um, there's a very prominent atheist in the world who've, 
he's often said, you know, we, we're civilized society, we should act in a civilized way, but, but when questioned as to, is this, um, you know, because of God, he would say, well, no, it's not because of God. And, and then be questioned as to how we've come to this, he would say, well, you know, any form of behavior is, is, is neither better or worse than any other form of behavior, but it's just that, that this is what society has deemed acceptable. But I would say, and it's very clear from the scripture, that society has deemed it acceptable because this is what God has said. And there's a long history of, um, you know, if you study law, and there's all sorts of things that are in the law, like the Magna Carta and lots of things, and, and you can trace them all back to the scriptures. You can trace them all back to passages like this, Leviticus 19. You can trace them all back to the heart of God. And uh, you imagine for a minute what the world would be like if, if there was no law, if the world was completely lawless, if people could do whatever they wanted. Let's say, just imagine in society, like say Rockhampton for a minute, let's say that the police force was removed completely. How long would it be before there's no law and order at all and people just go wild? There may be certain people who have enough dignity within themselves to not do the wrong thing, but there's definitely plenty of people who have no dignity and it's not gonna take very long before society descends into chaos. So we, we need the law, we need the police force, we need law and order, and we need all these things because at its very heart, human beings are sinful and they're corrupt. And this whole book of Leviticus is showing us that, that we are unclean. We're unholy, we're unrighteous. We need a savior, we need to be atoned, we need a redeemer, and God is holy here, and it tells us in Leviticus 19 to be holy as he is holy. And so you read that and you think, oh, without the Lord, it's a hopeless case. But fortunately, we have the Lord, so it's, we have hope. And it, that's, that's just one of the wonderful things about Leviticus, is it reminds us that we have a saviour, Jesus Christ, and we have hope. And he's told us to be holy, and we can be. We can devote our lives to Christ and he will help us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So in this chapter, we've got a lot of great laws that make sense. You know, don't murder, don't lie, don't steal. The Ten Commandments reappear in here along with other laws. Then there's some laws that we don't quite understand. You know, don't sow your field with two different types of grain. Or, you know, don't make clothes out of two different types of material. Some, some of these rules just seem a little bit they don't seem like a moral rule, like you don't think you'd commit a sin if you break that one. But the truth is some of these laws had to do with the nation of Israel at the time. They were about to go into Canaan and the Canaanite did some of these things. They made clothes out of different types of materials. They sowed their fields with different types of grain. They tattooed their body. That was another one of the laws. And... Um, so the Lord, as well as giving all these moral commands, he also gave them commands that would help protect them. And if they didn't do these things, like they would see the Canaanites around them doing these things and it would give them ideas. But the Lord was saying, don't do these things. Don't copy the things that the Canaanites are doing. Don't be tempted to be like them. And so sometimes we, we, we can think the Bible is just not in touch with our society today 
But if, if this chapter had been written today, there'd be things that would be saying today about our culture and our time. And we hear preachers say some of these things in sermons. They say, don't do this. Well, it's not, it's not a law in the sense that you've sinned if you did it, but it's wise advice. They, a preacher might say, don't spend too long on Facebook. Just yesterday in church, we had a preacher that was telling us, you know, how long do you spend on your iPhone compared to how long you spend reading the Bible? Well, he wasn't saying that in a legalistic way to, to condemn people. It was just an observation about where does your loyalty lie. But one thing's for sure, if you spend a lot of time devoted on things for the world around you and not much time on scripture, you're going to become more and more like the world around you. So here we've got some, some, some laws here which were very, very necessary for the children of Israel back then to help them, to keep them safe. And uh, of course it says here not to tattoo your body and that's becoming a bit of a trend in society today is tattooing. And some people have said, well, you know, there's law about tattooing, it doesn't apply because that was a long time ago and we're not under law anymore and all of that's true. But at the same time as that, the New Testament also tells us that we were bought with a price. We're also told to honor the Lord with our body. We're told that our life is not our own. We're told that our body is not our own, that we belong to the Lord. We're told that our body is a temple of the Lord. So would you take a big Nico pen and draw all over the wall of the church? You wouldn't because of your respect for this property that doesn't belong to you. And in the same way as that, our bodies belong to the Lord and out of respect for the Lord, we, I, I feel we would not mark our bodies. So sometimes there's various ways of thinking about it and I think we can't always just write off all the things we find here, but sometimes the Lord still speaks to us through them. So are you holy as the Lord is holy? Well, that's the big lesson from Leviticus 19. Father, I ask that you'd help us to be holy. Lord, you've called us to be a holy people. You've said in the, in the New Testament that we're a holy priesthood. Lord, we are a people that belong to God. We've called to live righteously as you live righteously. We've called to be like Christ. So Father, I ask you to help us. Help us not to look at the world around us and try to emulate their behavior as though that's the superior way to live. Lord, help us to look at what you do and copy your behavior because that is the superior way to live. Lord, thank you for grace. And I ask that we would receive it today in the name of Jesus. Amen.